Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with Yuse. What's up, guys? And finally, that international break is almost coming to an end. So we're covering today the La Liga game against Sevilla. A pretty huge game. Two versus three. Sevilla versus Barca at the Camp Nou coming up. As well as the rest of the games for the season where we're going to try and catch up to Real Madrid. Although it does not seem <laughs> too likely. But we got some big news coming up, Yuse. Because you and I are going to Madrid, Seville, and Barcelona in May. We're going to be watching Getafe Madrid. We're hopefully going to be going to the Europa League final to see Barca win it. And then we're going to be watching the last game of the season in Barcelona. So we got some exciting stuff going. If you're excited for that, smash that subscribe button because we might be doing a little bit of vlogging for the first time in our history. But let's get into <laughs> it, Yus, because... Okay, we had a big World Cup draw today, which we're going to talk about in a different video. But we have Barca versus Sevilla, which is a ginormous game, right? Because we've just come off of some very exciting uh, performances, right? Winning against Real Madrid, winning against Osasuna. And now we have the end of the international break. And if we remember back to last season under Ronald Koeman, it was the international break that kind of ruined all of Barca's momentum, and that shot at the title we had last season because we were pretty much, uh, I, I think we were the favorites, right, after the international break to win La Liga. Sure. And then we had that game against Valladolid where Usman Dembele scored a goal in like the 91st minute to barely win 1-0. And that was kind of uh, a little bit of a foreshadowing that the team had slowed down a bit and that things might get tougher. And then, of course, we did not do well against Real Madrid in that rainy Clasico where uh, Komen yelled at Mingueza. And then we didn't do well against Atletico Madrid. And so mm -hmm. coming through this little international break. How do you feel about Barca's chances against Sevilla right now? Well, I, you know, I had time to think about this, and I really thought a lot of the players that are off playing in Spain, for example, like uh, Torres, Pedro Pedro, Torres, Alba, yeah, um, they're all doing really hot right now. But that is the detriment of the international break that you were just discussing, right? Like, we were doing a great job, we come back, and everything falls flat. Although, I think that with the play style that we have right now, Javi's not going to allow them to just be lackadaisical and, you know, um, a lot of times not rushing on the pitch or just barely chasing the ball or moving towards the ball. I just feel like Javi has too much energy and put too much work into this Barcelona team for them to come back after this international break and then underperform, especially when we've gained so much. Um, I just don't think the momentum's going to drop, you know, and players like Pedri, who played uh, last year so many games, so many hours with the uh, uh, national team as well and came back and still performed well, even though he got injured later down the line in that. Um, I still think, you know, we have something to prove and we just came off that victory against Real Madrid and I don't think it's going to end there. I'm saying this all in the hopes that Barcelona do continue this, but, you know, it is not in our recent cards that we perform well after the international break. And especially, we're coming against the second team, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Sevilla. But, I mean, here's the thing, right? Sevilla mm -hmm. have not been very good, right? No. They just lost to West Ham. I think they mm -hmm. lost an aggregate 2-1. Uh, they they drew Rayo Vallecano, they drew Real Sociedad, uh, they drew Alaves. So we're talking about a Sevilla team that at one point we had really hoped would put pressure on Real Madrid and contend for that La Liga title. And they have definitely slowed down quite a bit. Sure. And so, you know, as much as Sevilla are that second team on the table, I mean, we don't need to tell us Barca fans about how much better we would be doing if we had Javi at the beginning of the season. But, you know, they basically started with like a two and a half, three month 
uh, uh, lead on us, having mm -hmm. a, a, a pretty injured team, not having those winter signings and having a coach who was on his way out. And, you know, we're, we're basically right in that striking range. And so I don't, sure. I'm not too worried, to be honest. I mean, I'm more worried about the, uh, the international break and kind of losing that focus and losing that, that progression we've seen lately. Because one of the big things I talked about, um, you know, maybe two to three weeks ago after uh, one of our wins is that the team was looking on fire. And, and the big thing about the team that impressed me was the way that Xavi has coached them to kind of intuitively understand where the ball is coming from and where it should go next. Right. Sure. And that fluidity of our game, that ability for the midfield to and, and, and our center backs to progress that ball forward uh, w was really impressive. And it's really what I think is helping us kind of take another level uh, as the season is, is wearing on. And I'm a little bit worried that's going to get rusty because you go back with the international coaches. They might have a different system. Sure. Right. Not all of them, of course, play for Spain. You have players going all around the world to try and qualify for the World Cup. You have Araujo in Uruguay, right? South America. So you have players going. Uh, very far distances, and I, I just I do worry a little bit about the concentration. But my worry is definitely much more on the side of our team than it is on Sevilla, because this is a Sevilla team who who have stumbled right, and they're just out of the Europa League, which normally would worry me because if they're out of the Europa League, they have more time to kind of focus on La Liga. But we're playing them literally like almost the next game after that that exit, and so it's it's a huge it's a huge victory for us if we can take it because right now we sit 12 points behind Real Madrid we have a game in hand so you know if we win tomorrow nine points back with uh, about nine games left in the season and anything can happen the same way that we're being pessimistic about Barca and our ability to kind of come back after the international break has to apply for Real Madrid too and so sure. I'm just very excited to see how the team comes I'm excited to see how some of the some of the trends that we saw as we ended the um this, the you know the last few games before the national break like where does Araujo fit in how much time does Eric Garcia get does Adama Traore continue to be you know kind of pushed back into the bench while Usman Dembele starts up front with Aubameyang and Torres um, you know does Pedri and Busquets and Frankie de Jong continue to be that dominant midfield while we have Gavi coming as a sub and then you know where do we go in terms of against Real Madrid right of course we had to play Araujo as that right back to kind of cover for uh, Vinicius Jr. but in some of these games where we can start to put Daniel Alves in and then Sergino Des once he gets healthy, how does Xavi navigate the fact that Araujo is fighting for a contract renewal and we all see him as the future in a post-PK world? And how do we keep him happy with his playtime while Eric Garcia seems to be, you know, a player that offers us like that offensive passing uh, distribution capability that, that Javi likes a lot, right? So some of these are, are the thoughts are going through my head. Where do you kind of, how do you feel about these things? Well, I mean, that that was a lot to take in, to be honest. I had a <laughs> lot of thoughts in my head. And, you know, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, I think Barca's at a time where we've re weathered the storm and that Sevilla has come to the point where they finally met adversity. They finally slowed down. Teams that are lower, like we were even, um, have now come up and stepped up and, you know, done a good job. And you also have to deal with Sevilla uh, not being able to keep up the... Uh, the very strong play style that they had at the beginning of the season, scoring a lot of points. And then on, and then to move forward just a little bit there, you know, I totally agree with you that uh, a lot of these players will go and play a different play style. But I saw some comments from, uh, or I saw, I read an article that Javi was telling he wants Pedri to uh, make one-touch passes a little quicker, right? And not to hold on to the ball so long. And I think, you know, as Pedri probably goes to Spain, that may, those directions may change. And so when he comes back after international break, it's hard to take that kind of natural play style that you already have and a play style that maybe other coaches are enforcing while you're gone and then coming back and then just uh, trying to flip that switch back to what Javi wants. So I definitely think that um, that 
will be a struggle. But you're talking about all these players that we have in our arsenal, all the choices we have uh, been able to choose from when we played against Real Madrid, when we have Des get injured, you know, slotting in uh, Araujo in the right back spot. But you know, we'll come back, and I think we just have not compared to or compared to last season. We didn't have the arsenal. We didn't have the players to come in and sub in when people weren't doing so well because we were so reliant on just a few players. And then the subs that we made were either too late and couldn't influence the game, or they just weren't good subs. So you know, I think that we do have a much different. Um, we are in a different moment after this international break coming in, and I still think you know I still have hope for us. Uh, that we can perform and keep the train rolling. But we still are 12 points behind Real Madrid. We were never saying at the beginning of the season that we expected us to win. Even when we got Javi and he started performing well, we never said we're trying to win the trophy for La Liga, right? So it, it is. I'm happy with the position we're in. Um, and I think the players will see that this... In, tying into your Araujo at the end there and like trying to keep him see the effort that uh the team and the project that the team is doing so well and you know it's not about this season it's about the future and if they want to be a part of this project coming into next season the seasons after that we're on our way there and you just have to trust Javi trust Laporta even though sometimes I don't <laughs> but yeah that's, well I mean you're totally yeah. right right like when you think about this like you know the biggest we didn't do too many videos over the international break because there wasn't a tremendous amount of Barca news to cover, but the what the biggest news by far is something both you and I are very happy about, which is Usman Dembele and sure. the board and Laporta mm -hmm. have opened up conversations again to re-sign. Now, pessimists will say that he already has signed a contract with PSG. Pessimists will also say that he only wants to talk to us because he's not getting offers elsewhere, and certainly Usman Dembele can get better, and certainly his goal-scoring ability has not really shown up this season as much as we would like, but he's been on fire, and to hear that he's talking mm -hmm. with Barca and talking about seriously re-signing, is, uh, is, it makes me very confident because no matter what anyone thinks about Dembele, I, I think it's uh, undisputable that there are not other players, uh, wingers specifically, on the transfer market who have his level of talent, right? It's just not sure. true. And so you talk about different options we have in the attacking front. Most of the time, it's it's about strikers like Holland or, or Lewandowski or Mo Salah, or who can be a winger too, but not players with the type of the pace and the ability to dribble and pass that, that we need and that has worked so well in Javi's uh, formation. So I'm really happy to hear that. But here's the worry, right? As we look past Sevilla and we start thinking about the rest of the season and Yus and I sit here every day biting our nails, hoping <laughs> that Barca make the Europa League final so that when we get to Seville, uh, we can watch us play in that final. Listen to this, Yus. April 3rd, Barca Sevilla. Mm -hmm. April 7th, Frankfurt Barcelona. April 10th, Levante Barcelona. April 14th, Barca Frankfurt. April 18th, Barca Cadiz. April 21st, Real Sociedad Barca. April 24th, Barca Rayo Vallecano. And then May 1st, Barca Mallorca. I mean, mm. that is a crazy schedule, right? Yeah. Like, even with the depth we have, it's going to be hard to figure out how to navigate that. And that's For sure. that's the worry. As you look into the rest of the season, I mean, I feel confident and I hope we don't play this clip in like two months and bite me in the ass <laughs> back and say that, wow, you were too confident. But I feel very confident right now we're going to get top four, right? Sure. Although, you know, we're, at, we're third in the league and Atletico Madrid are, are tied with us. And so... You know, there, there is a, a tight race for third and fourth and second in this season. But I feel good about our chances to retain it. It's just that is a hell of a schedule, right? We're talking sure. about five, six games in April alone 
to to try and weather the storm. And you know, you know, we'll throw in Gavi, we'll throw in Nico, we'll throw in Memphis Depay, and and I guess the beauty of this season is that we do have a wealth of riches that we can sub in. But that schedule and how packed it is has to make you nervous, right? No, it definitely does because I don't even think we've had a schedule like this a long time. Because I think by the time this happened, we were knocked out of the Champions League and we didn't play in Europa League, right? So we didn't have that worry to deal with. But now we have Frankfurt, um, you know, in two weeks coming in, and then uh, the other lineup of not, teams. Not just two weeks, missed. dude. Oh, it's Frankfurt's this Tuesday, six isn't days. it? Yes. Six days. Thursday. Six, Thursday. Okay. Europa League's uh, Thursday. Six days, man. <clears throat> right. Anyway. I totally agree. It doesn't give us a lot of time to come back and adjust ourselves. You're, I, I totally um, am going to be worried for that because I want us to progress for that Europa League, even though I'm pretty confident that we can make that top four spot. I do want us to ha- hold up that trophy and that show the work of this young squad. And not only that, but we need money. <laughs> and I think <laughs> winning the Europa League will definitely help us with that. Um, but I mean, like... You just named all those teams. I want to point out what is somewhat important here is some of them are not too great in La Liga, right? When we play uh, Levante, they're 20th on the table. Cadiz, 17th. Uh, Rayo Vallecano, 13th. And, of course, you have Mm -hmm. teams like uh, Sevilla, which is second we're going to play, and Real Sociedad, which is sixth. And then, of course, Frankfurt, who we play, are also eighth in their league in Bundesliga. But that doesn't mean much because uh, I think they're like 20 points behind Bayern Munich, but Bayern Munich has sure. a... Uh, we, w- we would be like 25 points behind yeah. Bayern Munich. So <laughs> I don't think that's the worst thing in yeah. the world to say, but yeah. I, I get your point, right? Which is yeah. that even though the, the schedule is jam-packed, the, the teams we're playing aren't that difficult. But I think that really means for us when we try to rotate is the, the, the main thing I'm thinking of as we look at the schedule is we just need to be clinical with our chances, right? Sure. We've seen some games like that first Napoli home leg and other games in the last few months where we we oscillate between going 4-0 right away or home mm-hmm. and just, you know, giving a route and everyone scoring, Aubameyang pulling out the dragon ball. Um, <laughs> and then other games where we have a tough time getting the ball in the net. So I think the one sure. thing we just need to make sure is that everyone kind of keeps their head down and we put away our chances because, you know, if we only get one or two chances against Levante, we might only need to score one goal to take that victory, right? Sure. Especially as our defense is getting better and better. So I think for me that's the biggest thing is just making sure that Aubameyang, Depay, Ferran Torres are, are able to put away their chances. And uh, I think we should be good. And so I think with that, I just want to, say you, to tell you guys all thank you so much for listening. Please smash that subscribe button. We will see you guys after the game against Sevilla this Sunday. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys.